Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, author of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life. Be sure to download your free ebook at lisadrennan.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. I can't say my last name today. Isn't that something? I just had hot, spicy food. <laughs> I am Lisa Drennan. I really, I really am. <laughs> I'm the Energetic Mindset Mentor, and I'm just going to have fun today because that's what this is all about, just connecting with our inner child and really knowing who we are. Today, we have the lovely Katie Pajanowski. I apologize if I did not say that correctly. This is the <laughs> second name I've had with lots of letters. <laughs> I think I always um, people up because it's so long. <laughs> yeah. So how did I do on that? Is it Pajanowski? Pretty good. It's, it's, it's Pajanowski. You got it right on the second Pijanowski. try. Pajanowski. Okay. I like it. <laughs> um, so she is <laughs> She's coming with us today. I love this girl already because she she's the anti-diet coach. Okay. So she has an incredible program where you don't diet. So I know all of my listeners out here want to connect with Katie already because who wants to diet? We were talking uh, before, um, you know, pre, pre-show and I was like, I hate dieting. I don't want to count my calories and I want to weigh my food. The only thing I want to do is I want to get on scale once a day because it helps me set the tone with what I can eat. So if I want ice cream one day and it makes me, you know, weigh two pounds the next day, I'm not going to have ice cream for a couple of days, but I'm still going to eat my ice cream. So Katie is a anti-diet and body image coach and personal trainer. Her mission is to help women ditch dieting and body shame so they can feel empowered to be seen and heard in the bodies they have today. So thank you so much for being here and (laughs) going along with my little mishaps. It's it's all good. It's all good. Oh, no. Thank you for having me here, Lisa. And I love all of that because I like I always keep all of those things on my podcast where I'm like messing up people's names and stuff. And I just love it because it sets the tone for the like real raw conversation we're about to have today. And I'm just so excited to contribute to this really awesome mission you have going on. Yeah, thank you so much. Why? Like, tell me why? How did you become an anti-dieter? Like, this is so cool. I I did a live earlier, and I was I did a mindset workshop in my group, and I'm like, I compared it to weight loss because it's the number one thing in the industry that, especially women, that we all fight with. And there's the yo-yo dieting, and there's this dieting, and you know, restrictions, and this and that, and don't eat that. I want to eat what I want to eat. Just leave me alone, okay? Right, and don't people. Yeah. So what, tell us what happened. Like, how did you get to this point? What's the before story? Yeah. So darkest moment. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of start there with that darkest moment. Cause that was really kind of my pivotal moment into doing anti-diet work because before that for three years, I'd built two businesses um, from the paradigm of weight loss and restriction and using meal plans and counting calories, you know, things like that um, from the the frame of always need to exercise and push through and do all these things. I'm also still a certified trainer, but I take a very different approach. But in the beginning of 2018, I did a very restrictive 80 day program that required me to only eat certain foods at certain amounts, certain times of day. And so every single week I would be prepping the food, spending lots of time doing that. 
And while I was eating a lot of food, there was many times where I just wasn't satisfied. Part of the eating experience and what I will kind of move into when we talk about that is satisfaction. And while I was eating a lot of a lot of food at the time, I just wasn't satisfied because it was the same stuff all the time. And on top of that, I was also working out doing a very hard at-home program for about an hour a day. But for me, that was apparently not enough at the time because I was also doing outdoor boot camp um, for a couple hours each week and training for a half marathon on top of that, which I'd never done. So I was pretty much working out seven days a week, never taking breaks, constantly like controlling my food. And even halfway through that, about two months in, I remember just really wanting chocolate. And of course, as any restrictive plan, they demonize a lot of different foods. And, you know, if it's not on the plan, you can't eat it. And for this particular plan, it was like, you can only eat certain approved homemade desserts every other Thursday. And I remember that Thursday came around and I made these like chocolate oatmeal, no bake cookies or something. And I think I ate like eight of them. And I think I was only supposed to eat like three. And so that was kind of like a very interesting moment in the, in the middle of that. But after that program, what was really interesting is of course, after any kind of diet like that, you're like, Oh, it's so great. I feel awesome. Look at my body. I had six pack abs at the time. And I was like, wow, this is it. You know, like I've made it. And What's interesting is, and I think a lot of people in the audience can relate to this, is when you finish something like that, you feel that high for a second, maybe a week, and then the fear sets in, the anxiety sets in of like, how am I going to stay here? How am I going to stay here at this this now, like, because I'm getting affirmed by everyone outside of me. You look amazing. You're like the epitome of fitness. How do I get there? Yet what they didn't see was that I was still... Like I was so obsessed with my body. I was so obsessed about my, my exercise routine. I was so obsessed with food and I was still looking at my body in the mirror and thinking this isn't enough inside. I still felt broken. And when, you know, I think in a lot of people do this, a lot of women, especially they go into these, these diets and these workout programs wanting to fix themselves or on the other side of this diet is when I begin life, right? Like that's when I can, you know, finally speak up for myself. That's when the confidence will be struck upon me. That's when I can tell the person I, I love that I love them. Um, I start dating again, right? Where it's like life happens outside of like when the diet stops or something, or when our bodies finally meet this, like, a, like, a, a I don't know, like approved mold or something. I don't know. Like, And I remember getting to that stage, being at literally the lowest weight I've ever been and being affirmed all the time and just thinking like, wow, I still feel so broken. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And of course that gets internalized as something's wrong with me. And I was in and out after that point from like dieting, binging, dieting, binging, and stepping on that scale every single day was like, you know, how I would control my myself for that day. And it was just not something like, I just knew that there had to be an easier way. I was like, surely there has to be an easier way to eat and feel ourselves and to move our bodies. And I started to kind of really see that this was not something that I wanted to continue to live by. It was not only hurting me, but it was hurting all the people I was leading into. Cause at this time I was supporting myself on two businesses that run off this paradigm that was essentially like leading me into more harm. And I was like, man, this isn't right. 
And at the same time, I was also going through a a breakup. So that was like even deeper down. So I'm binge eating all the time at this point. So I died a binge for a while. And then I was just full on binge eating because I was just so stressed about my life. I was in conflict about the two businesses that I had built that I no longer was connecting with and no longer felt like I could lead people towards. And then I was going through a a breakup of six years. Um, We had been together for six years and that was coming to a close and accepting that new identity as a single woman for the first time in six years was something that was really hard for me to confront. And so I'm going through this career crisis and this relationship crisis and truly self-crisis. And what did I turn to? The only coping mechanism I had known from when I was a child is eating. So I'm eating and, you know, of course, beating myself up internally because who am I to call myself a health coach when I am closet binge eating? Everyone's, you know, you know, affirming me, yet I feel terrible. And I think in the fall of 2018 was really that darkest, darkest moment. There was many journal entries where it was just, I was hanging on by a thread. I would show up for my boot camps, I would put on the smiling face, and everyone would walk away and the anxiety would just like press on my chest and I'd go to the nearest gas station, get all the snacks and the donuts and the coffees and just sit in my car and just numb out. And I just remember like reading some of those journal entries at that time and just being like, what's the point? Like, why am I even here? Like, I truly just like, I was never in that place of being suicidal, but I was like very much like, why does it even matter? Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to experience this any longer. And I was just pushing all of those feelings down with food. And I was just really struggling in that moment. And I think that what really helped lead out of that was so many things. I think that with any healing journey, and I'm sure that you can relate, it's not this linear process. We kind of like (laughs) go up and down and spiral all around. And then um, we look back and realize like, wow, all of that was meant for a reason. And so I think in the fall of 2018 is when I actually started to seek help and I got a counselor for the first time. And it was something that was really hard for me to do to actually step out and ask for help because I'd been living by this like superwoman, strong girl, you know, do it all yourself um, mentality that I think a lot of other women live by that they think they just need to carry the world on their shoulders. So it was very hard for me to, to be able to let someone else in and see that I was struggling and that that I had weaknesses and that I was a human. (laughs) (laughs) So that was kind of like the beginning of starting to open up like what I needed to do. And um, in the beginning part of 2019, I was still struggling with binge eating. I had this at this point gained back all the weight that I had lost from doing programs throughout the years and was feeling a lot of shame about that. And I kind of did a lot of things at once. I feel like this is looking back at the pattern of my life. I feel like sometimes I just like, it's like I clean slate things. So I quit both of the businesses that I was doing because I couldn't with integrity lead people into these spaces that were not actually addressing the whole person and instead just prescribing them these like one size fits all meal plans and workout plans without actually understanding the deep rooted stories that we have underneath which is what I do a lot now is working with that more like inner child story and healing those. So I quit both of those. I got a corporate job so I could support myself through hiring coaches and counselors to help me through my healing process. And in that process, a friend of mine brought up intuitive eating and I bought the book 
And I realized like I would just devoured it. I was just devouring this book because for the first time in forever, someone understood exactly how I was feeling around food. And I didn't feel crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't my fault. Like I am just biologically being driven to food because a couple of things, one, because I had been not satisfying myself. In some cases I was starving myself. And so biologically our body wants to survive. And so it will drive us to eat and different hormones will be adjusted um, to make us go and eat things when they are there because we're mentally restricting. And so for the first time I realized like, oh my goodness, this is, there's so much more here And I realized like, okay, this is, this is the avenue that I wanted to take. And after two weeks of reading that book, I myself was able to actually stop binge eating. And, um, because I finally understood the mindset behind it and how restriction was actually the problem. It was not the solution at all. And that approaching food with a more like graceful and abundant mentality was actually the key. And that was just the start of many other healing journeys, but I want to pause and see uh, what else that if anything kind of came up as I was talking, or if you want me to expand upon anything as I kind of ramble. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. I, I, it's fascinating because so much, everything that we do, you know, they say 85% is mindset. I disagree. I say it's a hundred percent. And, you know, when you are restricting yourself, you know, you had this image, like, where did you, you, you know, talked about that self image. Like you looked great. You got affirmation. You had a six pack abs. I've been driving for a six pack ab. I'm 53 years old. I'm never going to have a six pack ab. I got like just the, the top line right before my surgery. And then talk about hormones going crazy after my surgery. Forget it. I mean, I, I'm so like not where I was. And of course I can't work out or anything. So mm-hmm. there's people who don't choose to work out, you know, who are restricted. I was on a custom fat loss program and, you know, 800 calories a day, five ounces of protein, and I enjoyed the food I ate and I was never hungry because that was a problem. I wasn't eating enough because I wasn't hungry because of the hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your self-image, your body image, when you said you looked in the mirror, it wasn't good enough. You didn't see what other people were recognizing. What did you see? I just know I saw like the broken parts of me that were inside. Like I could feel the internal, like, I guess hurt that was going on. And with body image, what's so interesting about it is it truly has nothing to do with our bodies. Body image is a construct of our mind that is kind of a web of all these different things. So if we picture body image at the center, all these things that are coming in to impact the way that we view view and relate to our bodies could be how our parents talked about it, our peers, the media, our gender, our sexuality, religion, all of these things are going to impact how we view and relate to our bodies, which is 100% mindset. It actually has nothing to do with our bodies at all. And some of the best body image resilience researchers, um, Lindsay and Lexi Kite wrote a book called More Than a Body. And one of the best phrases in that book is that positive body image isn't liking the way that your body looks. It's knowing your body is good regardless of her appearance. And I think that is the core root of body image work. It is not about changing your body at all. It's not even about liking the way that you look, because when we look, when we seek to change our bodies, what we're essentially asking underneath all of that is, am I worthy? 
And when we can understand that worth is inherent and not something we have to chase after, and we come from that place in all that we do, a lot gets to happen for us. We no longer have to search for worthiness through a size of pants or through a weight on a scale. We understand that that is inherently already ours. And we have to come back to this like remembrance that it is ours to, to take that power back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is so powerful. One word there. <laughs> we need, we do need to take our power back because society will say one thing and, um, What's your viewpoint on, so a lot of women, especially like in their fifties, believe that, you know, health reasons, you don't want to have a lot, you know, gut health, brain health. You don't want to have a large gut. It impresses on the other um, organs causing heart disease, diabetes, you know, these things are hereditary, but the more weight you gain, the more high risk you are for those factors. What's your viewpoint on that? Yeah. So I have a couple of different things. The first that I will bring up is in the book Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison. She talks about how before the 1900s, doctors actually really highly discouraged any form of intentional weight loss because weight, weight gain during aging was actually seen as a normal progression of aging. It was seen as normal. <laughs> so that is part of it. And the other part I will say to that, there's a couple of different ways we could, we could approach this. I would argue to say that stress has more to do with how our body is reacting than anything that we'd like to admit. And while chemically food can alter the way that our body functions and hormones definitely have a huge impact. It's also that like mental stress and restriction that we're putting on ourselves in this, like, you know, just the stressful lives we live in this Western culture of like hustle culture and always trying to do more. So I would argue to say that those things actually have a lot of impact on our bodies as well. So there's so many different factors and that's why like, there's not really like one answer, But a lot of what I do with my coaching and my program, Trust Your Body Coaching, and I do this in a private setting, is to allow my clients to reclaim that power for themselves and learn how to trust their body. Because a lot of time what what has happened is our society has kind of like brainwashed us into handing out that power to like all these different people and all these different plans. And we don't actually hear the call of our body that is intuitively wise and knows what we need whether it be more movement or more water, maybe it's like, Hey, you need some more veggies. Like it might tell you those things, but because we've like severed that connection between mind and body, which is just always there. We don't really know how to communicate with our bodies and actually understand what they might need. And as they progress through their different seasons. So I think that being able to take back that control and learn how to, again, communicate with our body because our body communicates through feelings, our mind communicates through thought. And when we can learn how to like reconnect that and tune into what we need, I think that can truly have a lot of help in guiding you towards what the next decision might be, if that makes sense. Yeah, It does. It makes complete sense. The, um, our thoughts, we need to captivate our thoughts and really think about what they're, what I always tell, I always tell everyone if thoughts were a person and came knocking on your door, would you let them in? Yes. Love that. Um, what are you believing? Why are you receiving this? And then, you know, before it hits your emotions, you know, it becomes that action, which results in whatever there's certain things in life. We can't change. We can't change those circumstances. If you have things that are hereditary, you can do things to help slow them down, prevent, 
um, prevents them. But there are certain things that you can do to have the proper mindset to eat properly. And I noticed when I stopped dieting, um, when I stopped restricting myself and just enjoyed food, I had a different perspective about what I was doing. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be the, the, like the, the bad, bad cop type here for it because I can hear all my friends saying, because you're talking about the body image part. And as we age, we just naturally get heavier, but there are certain people who just stay thin they can eat whatever they want. It drives me absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my age group, you know, we come from a thing of like, you know, aerobics and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that Barbie type of figure. So I think in my age group, it's always been a challenge. And we have a lot of processed foods that are loaded with things that our body can't digest, you know, and that we, and then there's all these different synthetics. So if somebody wanted to do an anti-dieting program and work with you, mm-hmm. would they still lose weight? Yeah. So great question. And I think that a lot of people are probably wondering that whenever they hear like anti-diet, I think the first thing that our mind goes to is like, oh, this is anti-health. <laughs> but it's not because all I we- thought was, I'm sorry. All I thought was that, well, if it's, if it's body image, does that mean I'm going to like just enjoy what I want in moderation, but I'm never going to lose weight. And I'm just going to be happy with the way I want you. Cause I know, I know my mind will tell me, I'll look in the mirror and say, yeah, I look fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know, and meanwhile, you know, I can't fit into my favorite pants because <laughs> I like, I love ice cream. Okay. Gifford's ice cream. It's the bomb. So I will indulge and if it's more than once a week, that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, so I think that the, the main thing there is disconnecting like this idea of like weight loss and health and that they are synonymous because they're not. And that is the biggest thing. So I will say three things happen when you start to eat intuitively and actually listen to your body and disconnect from these dieting ways. When you start, when you stop the restriction, Inherently, three things can happen. You can lose weight, you can gain weight, or you can stay exactly the same. But your body's going to land wherever it needs to land. And in order to, like, you know, if you don't have to restrict to stay there, like, in, since I've started eating intuitively, my body has basically stayed the exact same. Like, it's just been right here. And I'm way healthier mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically than I ever was when I was restricting and trying to make my body conform to a certain size, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of this work is disconnecting this idea. And I actually just talked about this in a body image workshop I was doing for some women uh, yesterday. And we were really just talking about this, um, breaking down what your body story is and what you're actually kind of attaching this thinner ideal woman in your head to, because the intentions are positive and we want to keep those, right? Whether it be belonging or love or success. And that's inherently really what it is. And when we can realize that we can keep all of those things, regardless of what our body decides to do, because it will inherently change as we go through different seasons of life and age and genetics and all these things kind of are there. And so we are able to then kind of rewrite that story for ourselves And to realize that a lot of these ideals that we're living by, a lot of them aren't even our voice. A lot of them came from our parents and the media and all of these things that have just influenced the way that we think we need to look in order to gain access to certain things. So when we are able to actually take that power back, we realize that, oh, wait, 
I get to have these things right now. I get to live big and bold, however I am, right? Because our bodies actually don't define who we are. Love that. That's beautiful. And it's such a great image to have that, to be able to look in the mirror and just be like, yeah, I'm beautiful. Because we are, we're all designed by God for greatness and purpose. And we're just such beautiful creatures with so many beautiful, I mean, just the way our eyes are and our hair and, you know, just the features. And it's just so incredible how we're designed so intricately and just to love who we are to connect with our inner child that way. Yeah. So and I, I will just add a caveat to that as well, because while thinking our bodies and our, and our features are beautiful is fantastic. The real goal with body image work, and it's not as sexy, but it's body neutrality, being able to actually just not even really have any thoughts about it because we're just taking care of ourselves in a way that feels honorable. It feels respectful. It's like you would treat a relationship with like a loved one or a friend right? You would honor and respect them. You would trust them, hopefully, right? You, or otherwise you wouldn't really have them as a close person in your life. That's the kind of relationship we get to build with our body. And truly like you get to feel as good as you want as often as possible. That's, that's the goal. So I just wanted to add that caveat because I think that for some people who are listening, who are very in that place of self-hatred that I once was in with their body, feeling like they can look at themselves in the mirror and love what they see is a very far off goal. So I just want to affirm that that doesn't have to be the goal. It can be for you if that's what you Mm -hmm. want it to be. And that's amazing. But the first step is just learning how to be in this place of neutral, that no matter how, how your body looks, no matter what you weigh or whatever size clothes you're wearing, that you honor and respect and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a great perspective to have. Yeah. That's wonderful. Do you work with a certain age group? I would say the typical age group is probably anywhere from 25 to 35. I'm 27 myself, but I usually tend to connect with people who are older than me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think a lot of my clients end up being older than me. Um, but yeah, I think that's the typical range, but I'm always open to work with anyone who's willing to do this work because it is brave, awesome, courageous work. It is. And it does take a lot of work and they have to do that work in order to get the success. So having an awesome coach like you to walk beside them, to give them that accountability is it's so valuable. And especially for somebody who's tried so many different modalities, you know, because there's so many different choices out there. I have to say, this is the, this is the first time I've heard about something like this. When you'd mentioned, um, you know, like looking in the mirror, just being like no thoughts reminded me of the book, The Power of Now, you know, mm-hmm. and just being present in that moment and not having a thought about anything and just letting it be and letting it happen. And, right. you know, that's, it's very, very powerful. How, how long are your programs? So that my private coaching, I offer as at a six month package, just because this work is so ingrained, the stories that we have around our body are something that, that can be deeply personal and take a lot of healing to do. So that six month container really allows us to dive deeper into peeling those back layer by layer as the, as my clients are comfortable with and to start to embrace the intuitive eating, which is more of that like actionable stuff that we can do with food um, along the way. That's wonderful. So if you could um, share one, your favorite modality that you've implemented um, with our audience, what is it? 
There's been so many, right? But I think that uh, as of lately, my favorite has been meditation. And I think um, there's a lot of stigma around what meditation needs to look like. Some of my members in my body image workshop from the other day were saying, oh, I just can't quiet my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's what I used to think when I did meditation that you have to completely just banish all your thoughts and have this clear mind, but that's really not the goal. (laughs) It can be a goal, of course, but I think that the goal of meditation is almost to have no goal and just to sit there (laughs) in the present and to not have this outcome. And I think allowing my, my mind and body that space to reconnect and to just be in that now position, like we were talking about has been really impactful for me to, um, be more responsive to my body's needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all connecting them, the mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Getting them back. And for whatever reason they were disconnected because of, you know, the way we were raised, the environment circumstances that happened, Mm -hmm. you know, trauma that we may have had words that may have been spoken. There's so many things that shut those different parts down and we don't realize that we need to connect, reconnect them to have that inner peace, to make those healthy choices. So that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We're going to, in the description, we're going to put links to connect with you, to get on. You, you, it sounds like you do workshops. Mm-hmm. Wonderful way to get introduced to the program, see if it's a good fit. Uh, I'm intrigued. Um, mm-hmm. I like anti-dieting. It totally, totally caught my uh my uh, my eyes um so thank you so much for sharing i really just loved hearing your journey and for our audience if you know somebody that would really be interested in working it's a commitment that helps you with that personal development and you're worth it you are so worth it and katie's going to walk you through this process it's not even to show you your value but just realize the power of that connection so that you can be really tuned in to your mind, body, and spirit and really heal and not have to be on the overwhelming path that keeps you stuck, but just to be free and to be in the now. So be sure to share this link, check the description to connect with Katie. If you're watching this across social media, share, share, and be sure to connect again. And thank you for being here. And always remember, it's a matter of the heart. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. And as a thank you for being here, please check the description for a download to your free ebook, Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life, a customized blueprint to begin or continue your own personal healing journey. If you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, please share it across social media media, tag them in it and post it in your stories. Let's get the word out. Let's let everyone know we are not alone and we're all on a daily healing journey. 